Hello and welcome to Where the Living Room Used to Be, a podcast about Rhode Island's music scene. everyone, it's James. On this mini-episode, Ben Shaw shares his thoughts about practice routines, as well as building confidence, trusting your taste, and persevering as a musician. At the end of the episode, you'll hear Ben's song, Somewhere in Rhode Island, that he performed at AOS220 on December 2nd, 2021. I highly recommend you visit their YouTube channel, TV220, for almost 100 live stream performances from Rhode Island artists, including a good handful from Ben himself, that are definitely worth checking out. Thanks again for tuning in. Enjoy the episode. Well, Ben, uh, I just I wanted to ask you from your experience of uh, you know being a musician. Is there a particular mentor or producer or you know fellow musician, like someone that's played in your band or or you know anyone in particular that you've learned from? Uh, have, have they uh, shared something with you that you'd like to pass along to, to people that are listening? Yeah, there there are a couple of things that um, from different mentors and everything. One, I, I don't. My first like saxophone teacher in college. My only saxophone teacher in college was this. Uh, uh, professor Jared Sims. And he was such a, uh, he was such a great part of my life early on. Like we'd go to in high school, we'd go to like these competitions and we'd see him and everything. And he was just always really nice to me. And so when I went to URI, I got to study with him and this is a lesson I don't think he meant to teach me, but he definitely did. And I told him about later, um, and, um, that I'm thankful for it. He, we, I went into the practice room one day, and uh in my lesson it was like maybe a year year and a half and and he just kind of like had his horn down we started playing and and we stopped playing and he's like look man we can go over the same stuff every time you come in here if you want like i'm i'm cool with that i'll uh, like whatever that's what you want to do but i think if you really like put some work in and you really started to try to focus in and practice i think you could actually make some cool stuff. So, I mean, that's uh-huh. up to you though. And it was just like this punch right in the face because <laughs> I just, I didn't really practice all that much. I wasn't uh-huh. a good, a good practicer, but he kind of lit a fire and was like, man, if you want to do this, like do it, you gotta go for it. Uh-huh. And, and I think that's, that is such a, that's such a hard lesson for a lot of us to learn because it's, you know, you can be serious about music you know that you have you can give yourself permission to be serious about it and to take it seriously i know it's just music but you can go out and you can you can choose if you want to be like focused at it yeah i at least i say this from a part of i'm not a very focused person i'm not a very i you know i i work at it and i really try but it's hard for me to focus and I don't have, I didn't really ever develop good practice habits until my piano lessons with um, this uh, man, Stephen Erickson, that I was taking back when, uh, when we lived in Newport. Uh, it was, uh, it was this guy who, uh, 
and he would, he was a great teacher. He taught at uh, Salve Regina, but he taught me how to practice. And it's, okay. it's very simple, but it's like about focused, deliberate practice. And I think if there's one thing that I've been able to take from him and just apply it from my time, not being a serious musician was just like learning how to approach getting better at the instrument. And then, you know, it's, from there, it's like, once you learn how you can kind of practice, then you can, then you can really get to some of the more detailed work on your instrument. I mean, it's hard for, yeah. there's so many le- weird lessons you learn from like producers and tricks and stuff like, oh, um, like how to, how to play to a certain break or something, or how to play quieter, how to play into the mic or, you know, performance things that you learn, but it's it's, it's hard to really ever pick one because there's so many things that make up how you, yeah. how you play. It's like mm-hmm. being confident on stage. You know, I don't know whoever taught me this, but it was, it was really hard to kind of develop con- confidence on stage, but it was, again, it's something that's like, you can kind of choose to be like confident in a way. Like, um, I take, I take, I've been taking martial arts for the past couple of years. Um, my wife is, a uh, she was taking karate for a long time. And then the place that she was doing started this other program like kickboxing. And then they changed to like Krav Maga. And I, I say that just because it's like, I've been doing it for a while. Uh-huh. Um, and part of that was, I remember coming out of that once and I like, I was, I was very confident in what I was doing because I had been working at it. And I, I felt like very good about like how I was striking. I was doing all these like defenses and stuff like that and how I was like manipulating my body. And like, I just felt good about what I was able to do. And I was driving home and I'm like, you know, I'm so confident with this, but I am not confident about my music. Why is that? Uh-huh. What if I, and I just kind of decided to myself, like, what if I just chose to be confident yeah, exactly. in the music? Yeah. And, and it was like this. So it was just this weird moment of doing something not related to music that I was able to apply because it was just the way, you know, I had been talking with my sensei or whatever. And I just kind of realized like, Oh no, you can just kind of choose to have confidence in yourself. Like you can make that and manifest it if you try. Uh So just a weird, a weird other thing, but yeah. Yeah. Or just, uh, I mean, I definitely, uh, feel that stuff too. And I, I don't know if I could have ever gotten to a point where I'm confident, uh, in what I do, but I just, I guess a couple things I, number one, like listen to other people like that. I, that I respect, you know, I'm like, Oh, I like this guy. I like what he's doing. And if he says I'm good, I guess so. I guess I'm probably all right. You know, like, uh, so there's like some sort of like, you know, roundabout, being okay with it. Um, and then also just trying to not be so like overtly unconfident, you know, like it doesn't, yes. uh, as long as I can just be like, Oh, okay. You know, like I, I'm not uh, ever going to be that uh, super confident person, but as long as I'm, right. uh, you know, not downplaying every single thing or whatever else, like uh, one, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of inside baseball with my playing. Sure. That I don't know if I've ever shared and it's not anything to do with actually my playing, but Excuse most of the time when I, when I <laughs> this is what podcasting is all about. Um, pretty much every show that I play, I chew gum and mm. it's like a very big part of it. Uh, 
I bet you that some people think of it. It's like, oh, I bet you I've heard James, you know, learn from Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl always chews gum. I don't know if no one says no one has ever said that to me, but I'm thinking that. But the reason that I chew gum is because I have these sort of like involuntary facial expressions when I mess up. No one has ever noticed that I mess up. But you know, except for when I make this like very overt, like, Fuck, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, type of thing, like yeah. in the middle. That's it, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I just chew gum because it yeah. masks that physical response to like not playing yeah. the thing that I was going to play. And um, so, yeah, I have been doing that for a very long time, like, you know, a d- decade plus where I'm like, if I don't have gum, I'm like, I need to go to Walgreens right now so I can go get some gum before this set. Um, oh, dude. Yeah. So that is a like, little, little trick for me of just how I can kind of get through. And it's been working for all of these years that no one, at least no one has come up to me and be like, yeah, I noticed that you are uh, train wrecked that, that <laughs> piece right there. Um, well, when but you yell it, fuck it, in the middle of a performance, I guess so. Yeah, I yeah. think that's I mean, also I, it's a, <laughs> a lot of it isn't even verbal saying that I did that yeah, 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 uh, for, yeah. for those that are listening, because a facial expression on a podcast doesn't totally work. But uh, no, no, but, uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, we are. But I will, I will just I will uh, just have that type of thing where I'll kind of make this face and and um I'm at least hoping that the chewing gum, just because it's, I'm kind of moving my, uh, like moving my face more instead of it just being this thing has just kind of helped me with that. Because again, like other, I mean, other members of the band don't know that I messed up, you know, like it's that to that level, Never mind the audience, but people are like, I'll be like, man, I'm sorry. I messed up that, that transition from the, and they're like, and they're like, like, Oh, what what are you talking about, man? You were like spot on. I was like, really? You know? So it is, you know, my standards knowing my, like putting myself up against myself. And, um, I just had to learn to, uh, live with that and, um, just, kind of try to stay in the moment and be like, that's, you know, the best I could do at that time. And, and it's, you know, it was good, you know, like other people, people that I respect, you know, bass players that I like really look up to and love playing with that are like, that was great. And I was like, all right, I won't tell you all the things that I messed up, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause if they're not saying it's right Yeah. You just have to take the compliment because it's, because they're it's, I've heard this from so many people in like, like famous people or like whatever, you know, like well-known people where they're, they're talking about, you know, when fans approach them and they're like, Oh my God, I love this. And like, I don't know, that's not my best movie. You you should, well, you should really like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, but what they're telling you is that you gave them something you, 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 you did something for them that they liked. Now, if you tell them that they're wrong, like how is that to go about anything? It's, Uh you know, it's, not necessarily when you're doing it, it's yours. It's your performance. It is, it is about you, but you're, you're kind of giving it away. You know, you're, you're, you're playing two people as part of the performance is like theirs to experience. They are experiencing it as much as you are experiencing making it. They're experiencing it having been played at them and they are like hearing it. And so what you're doing is if you're telling them like, Oh no, I didn't do that. Right. Or whatever you're trampling on their experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Rather yeah. than like giving them the space to just enjoy. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's, it's hard when you're up there on stage. Cause you're constantly thinking of like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, I'm messing up. Oh, I look stupid or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as someone that performs 
many different styles of music and is the front man in, in many of these, you know, uh, yeah. is there something that you've learned playing these shows, playing open mics, playing, you know, jazz and, and singer songwriter, like that, that you would pass along from having that experience. I mean, there was, it's funny. There was a, a buddy of mine once in terms of like being the front man, I was having trouble. This was then the milk bread days and we were kind of like more of a party band. So it was like, you had to kind of hype people up. And I, some days I just didn't feel like it. Like we would play to crowds of like nobody and you're like, I don't really want to play. And Paul, the, who was guy playing drums at the time, we were talking about it. I'm like, yeah, he's like, it's like, no, when you're up there, you're the boss, like be the boss. Like, you're, yeah, yeah. Like, and I was like, oh, that's good. And so I took that. It was so funny though. Years later, I told him that and how much it helped me. He's like, yeah, I don't like that piece of advice anymore. I don't believe that. <laughs> I'm like, no, you can't, you gave that to me. But yeah. when it, when it comes to playing all of this, all of the different stuff, I think what you have to do is you have to be, you have to be trusting in what, in what you're doing in your, in your own taste, there's a really good way of, I, I think it was like, I, I remember listening to Ira Glass talk about this once and it was, it's like the, the problem is when we approach anything with, you know, that we like, and we want to be a part of it, we approach it. We want to make stuff that sounds a certain way because we have good taste. It's like, I want to make stuff that sounds like Tom Waits. Like I, I believe that's good taste. So that's, I want to make stuff like that. But when it doesn't get to sound like that, then what we put ourselves down because it's, it's not getting close to what it is. Our abilities don't match our taste, but at a certain point, if you keep working on your abilities, you'll reach a point where you're like, it, it matches up with as good taste as you have. And so you're, I would say just the thing that I always try to do is just have faith in my ears and just do it. I think it's really easy to give up on stuff because mm -hmm. it's hard. Like writing music is hard. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm specifically from writing music because performing is like a whole different thing. You have to, the way that you feel confident about that is the same way with writing is that is to just get up and try and work on it. The best thing that you can do for yourself as a musician is to make a little bit of music every day. That's mm -hmm. it. And that's, I think that is the the best way to look at it is that if you're worried about your abilities now, just do a little bit tomorrow. Just do a little bit today. Just do a little bit, write a little bit of something, write a little word, a little phrase, just entice yourself, get in the room, you know, set up a practice time for yourself and just get to there and try it. And let yourself fail and be okay with that because you're going to fail a lot. I mean, I've, I've written a few, so I've written a bunch of songs that I really like, but I've written tons of notes and half finished songs. And I mean, hundreds upon hundreds of half finished, half baked, really bad songs and ideas and poems and notes and stuff. Uh -huh. But it's just because I keep doing it every day just a little bit. And sometimes you're not going to get to it. Like my saxophone, I, because we actually moved recently, we moved to Warwick from Newport. You can't, this podcast comes at an interesting transition time for me, James. <laughs> um, but so we're in a, like a completely different place now, but so I haven't really been able to play all that much my saxophone, 
I haven't been able to write much and I can just feel that, that like, kind of like, I'm like kind of getting like, Oh, what what am I going to do? Yeah. Because it's just such a part of me to just keep making it. And I think if you just get to the point where you're, you're, you're just trying a little bit every day, your ability is going to catch up eventually. If you're doing it in a focused, diligent way of really putting your mind to it, being serious about like playing your scale for this five minutes, even if it's a little bit every day, you just put in the time and it compounds and you'll eventually get to the part where you're going to have that ability and then you're going to be listening and you're going to figure out something and it's going to work for you. And that's all it is. It's music when you're doing anything, especially going across genres, it's just snowballing. Just follow your, follow your taste, follow your instinct, follow your ears. Mm-hmm. And the way you get bigger ears is you just listen more and you keep an open mind. Yeah. And the other thing before we move on that I, I feel like it's important to tell people is like, cause I'm a musician with a day job. I've, I've had a day job for a, ever since I got the, the Monday after I graduated on a Friday, the Monday I started working full time cutting grass. But the thing about that is that it, it kind of affords me is like I, I'm living a life separate from music, which in a way I think has kind of helped me because it's fed into my other experiences of, you know, longing to do different things or seeing things in a different way, meeting different people. I think it's so important that if you really want to be a good musician and you want to make great music that is effective and speaks to people, you have to be with people. You have to live a life. You have to experience everything. Not all of music can be found in a practice room playing scales. It's just Uh not going to happen. So, so yeah, put in a little bit of time really give yourself over to that effort, learn how to practice and live your, live a life. You know, it doesn't all have to be about that. Yeah, no, it's actually, you know, a great uh, transition to the last question for this segment is uh, what inspires you? I think what inspires me most is just I'm trying to create things that I want to hear that I already hear, but I want them to be out loud now. If that, that, uh-huh. that's, a, that's like a weird way to put it, but I just what keeps me going is I just, I'll be walking somewhere and I'll see something a certain way, or I'll listen to a song for the first time. I'll get something. And all of a sudden it just, my interest is picked and I'm like, I just snap into it. It just could be anything. And it's, and it's just that complete compulsion to just keep making stuff and to keep trying and to explore and to, and to be a part of it, it's just there's some trigger that happens, um, and it and it just works its way into my brain, and it just won't stop. So it's not that it's like I'm sometimes I'm not even inspired. I'm just like so compelled by some other force that's just like go 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 that I need to, I just need to be a part of it. I need to do it because 
it's in there. It's like, it's like writing or, you know, playing. It's just like, I just want to, I just want to do it. And yeah, I, I'll just think about it and I'll just keep, keep mulling it over my mind and until I finally like, okay, let, let's just do it. And sometimes the ideas aren't good, but I just, <laughs> I, I'm just, you know, so I come up with a lot of bad ideas, but but then they kind of, I've always found like even those bad ideas, even those bad gigs always find ways to turn around and inspire me. So I think it's just yeah, being yeah. having open ears all the time and just like, like, you know, you can't see it on the pockets. I'm just looking around wildly like, okay, what's <laughs> going, what's up over here? What's, and just being curious and constantly like, well, what, why is it that? And yeah, just, I don't know, just being you know just being insatiable almost yeah yeah yeah. with it you know no yeah i think that it's important and it's good that you recognize that as well that and and do have this outlet for for everything that you're doing so um yeah this is really cool to to hear your thoughts i mean you're again just someone that's uh does so much has learned from a lot of different people um and is executing a lot of different things so i appreciate you sharing some insight into uh to what it is to be a musician yeah. from, from your own perspective. Yeah, I would say, and I would say that, um, that the, I wish I have all these things running around in my mind. Like when I was earlier today thinking about like, okay, what, what, what am I going to tell James about this? I need to say something profound. I need to say something, but what I would say is I, because there's so many different quotes and areas that if anybody out there, wants to, if we're, you see me at a gig and you want to talk about this stuff, I love talking about process. I love talking about writing. Just come find me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm, I'm a sucker for that. If you want to just yeah. be like, Hey man, what's your process? I, I want to know yours. Like, I'm, yeah. I love knowing why people, how people make podcasts or like what goes into painting. I just, so it's, I love this part of your podcast because it, it helps me get kind of like be a fly on the wall of other people's process. So if you're mm-hmm. ever at a show, anybody out there, if you're ever at a show and you see me, or if even if I'm just at a bar, I guarantee if you come up and you say like, Hey man, what, what are you thinking when you play this or whatever? Or yeah, like, yeah. Why, why would you write something like this? I will give you a long, <laughs> long ass explanation. I would love that. Yeah, so. yeah. Cool. Well, thanks so much, Ben. I appreciate you uh, sharing this stuff. Yeah, man. Thank you. I appreciate being able to share it with you. Thanks, man. Somewhere there's a porch light shining. It's casting out the night with his glow. Inside there's a wife who's sleeping in a dining room, praying that her husband will come home. Somewhere there's a dog that's barking. It's tied up to a tree all alone. The sun's been beating hard, he's stranded in the front yard, he's chewing on the end of his rope. But there's hope inside you, begging girl, wandering soul. And I know, gonna find it somewhere in Rhode Island, let's pack up things and go. Somewhere there's a boat that's rusting It's washed up and abandoned on the shore The ocean left the engine busted And let the rest return to dust Except the word faith carved into the floor Somewhere there's an old man driving He's counting mile markers on the road 
But across the bridge he comes alive He's headed north on 9 to 5 Towards Providence where salvation goes But there's hope inside you Like an anchor or a wandering soul And I know gonna find it somewhere in Rhode Island Let's pack up things and go Yeah, it's hard it's hard to believe that a place like that exists Who could resist the urge to leave for it I know that we've been hurt before We're nervous to walk out the door But in my heart is hope Somewhere there's a town that's waiting With everything we'd ever want and more Oh, we'll find it made for you and I Perhaps with fate or lucky timing Whatever it is, I know you can't ignore That there's hope inside you Like an anchor or wandering soul And I know we're gonna find it somewhere in Rhode Island Gonna find it in Rhode Island Let's pack up things and go. Thank you.